you pick a day five years out and you write down what's happening in your life, what a day looks like, as if you're living that day now. That's when the owner who is thinking about succession is starting to see themselves in another world, not sort of anchored down by the business. So that first phase is such a great foundation for us to then move from. Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. As a business leader who has poured time and energy into building a business that has impacted the lives and careers of many, there will come a time when retirement is on the horizon. What happens to the business and to you as a business owner and its people when that time comes? We strongly believe your organization deserves a thoughtfully curated and carefully executed exit plan. We also recognize that the thought of exploring your exit from a business that you've spent years building can be overwhelming. And it's our goal here at Nolan Consulting Group to walk you through that process at a pace that is unique to your transitional needs and the trades industry. Today, we're introducing a new program offered by Nolan Consulting Group the succession planning process. NCG's managing partner, Brian Nolan, joins us today to bring awareness to the new planning process, sharing the importance of creating a framework for succession and how we develop NCG's approach of a three-stage, nine-step process. We begin today with an overview of the succession planning process and highlight stage one, exploration and foundation. We will continue the conversation on future episodes, then walking through each stage. For more information about the succession planning process, also commonly referred to as the SPP, please visit our website or talk to your coach today. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. Brian Nolan, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's, it's always great when you're introducing a new program. Yes. So uh, we're out of the lab. Uh, it's been it's been piloted, piloted and we're ready to go. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So we are here to um, announce, roll out a new program here at Nolan Consulting Group um, for both existing clients and new clients. And this program focuses on the succession planning process. Now, Brian, why why this program? Why now? Why have you seen the importance of bringing focus to this particular topic? Well, you know, uh, it sort of smacked me in in the face here. I've been doing this now for almost 20 years, and we've had a lot of the same clients for those years. And so they're aging like me. And so yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of discussion about um, how to build a legacy and um, have a business that you can reap the rewards from, whether it's to sell it uh, to an outside buyer or to an inside employee or uh, put a general manager in place and cash flow it. Um, I have a lot of members that are in, in their last seven years of their world sorry, of their business world <laughs> before taking on their next uh, chapter. Um, uh, although it's important to note that this is not just for someone 
in their 50s and 60s and 70s. Right. If you're running a business and you decide, all right, now I own this, but I don't necessarily want to run it anymore, but I want to maybe cash flow it and become an owner to get, get the proceeds, this is for you as well. Yeah, I mean, it's important to think about, and this is kind of my perspective of it, how much time and energy and dedication you spend to building an organization and the lives that it's impacted, the the exit ramp deserves the same amount of energy and attention and thoughtfulness, right? Why Why do you spend 20, 30 years building a company to then be like, oh, I guess we're just going to leave it tomorrow? Like, no, that's yeah. not like just- what it deserves way more thought than that. Totally, especially the kind of businesses that we're helping companies build, which is to get out of, out of the hourglass and have it um, be run by other people, not just you. I uh, presented uh, this topic in a grand summit, and I opened with two mountains. And and the first mountain, I said, you, you took 30 years to build this mountain. You need at least seven years to let it go. Like you got to untangle the mess you created, the mess of which is like, who's going to do what I do? Right. And how can I make sure it continues to add value uh, to my family in years to come? Um, and then there's that second mountain, right? And what is what's what's a part of that second mountain, right? Second mountain is is um, your your ultimate purpose in life. I mean, there's different ways to look at your second mountain. Well, let's go to the first mountain first. There's a book called The Second Mountain by David Brooks, and he talks about the first mountain is about gaining status, money, right? Family, ego, establishment of self, right? Like, I, who am I in this world? But then at some point, like I just turned uh, 60, the second mountain becomes like the self-actualization mountain. And mm-hmm. so what is it you want to do with the last couple decades of your life? The or third, more? third, right? The th- third, third, third. Yeah. Like, and I always say, you, you just don't stop having purpose and drive when you leave your business. And by the way, you can't let go of something until you grab on to something else. That's a big one. Maybe the biggest message from this is you just don't stop being you. And so what are you going to grab on to? Is it a volunteer? Is it getting on a board? Is it establishing a foundation? Um, mentoring Mentoring a younger business. Totally. We've got a bunch of coaches now that are joining the ranks who of, and, and we call them satellite coaches because they've got 30 or 40 years of experience. And that feels really good to give back. So the second mountain um, is such a, um, it, it's like the capstone of life, like mm-hmm. when you, when you get it, but we need to make sure that the business is um, appropriately planned for. And we'll talk about what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. And because we, we, we recognize that this thought of planning for the future, that second mountain, um, what happens after your, you know, how do you, how do you pass on the business? That is overwhelming. That is daunting. And often the question is, where the heck do you even begin? Well, you know, you know why it's daunting because we're, it's so wrapped up in our identity we and I'm guilty of this. We define ourselves so much by our business, and so if you strip away my business from me, who am I? What am I? Do I even feel good about me? Um, so the other slide that I show 
is a picture of a dark hallway. And the hallway has a lot of doors. And it's a cold, dark place, the hallway. And I say that doors open and doors, doors shut. The trick is stay out of the hallway. The hallway is the hallway of uncertainty. So start the planning. Start the planning. Pick a door. If that door doesn't work, shut the door and go through another door. So that's the goal here is in the, the creation of the succession planning process that yourself and several members of our team were a part of. You really looked at, you know, from a wide perspective, what are all the important aspects that need to be incorporated in, in carefully thinking about um, planning out this, this, this next stage. And, you know, we'll, so we'll, we'll introduce the, the full, the, the three stages and the steps in between um, on an, an overarching matter today. And then we'll dive a little bit further into stage one and we'll do two more follow-up episodes here where we will dive further into stage two and stage three. Um, now to start, Brian, how did you approach the creation of of this project to create this process? Yeah, so um, you know, fairness, this this actually started in 2019. We did a, a finish strong workshop uh, for two days, and um, we had a two day uh, series of planning, working through, and um, then I, you know, I I started a mastermind group called Built to Last. And the Built to Last Mastermind Group is nine companies of businesses, uh, all in in their last seven years of business ownership, and they're sharing their approaches, and uh, that that's helping others a lot. So I I worked with uh, Jim Bradley and uh, Sydney Bates um, over the last year to take all the different components and things that you have to plan for and build it into a process. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the uh, succession planning process. And um, so th this now is a, is a new program that we're launching. And we have three, three major stages and nine steps within, within those stages. Would you like me to just quickly give an overview of, of that? Yeah, yeah, please do. Let's hit stage one. Stage one is um, it's the, it's the exploration and foundation. Um, we need to get things out of your head. Exploring your exit is about what are you even thinking? Most times people have been thinking about the exit, but it becomes circular. Like they, it, it's, not, it's not clear, it's foggy. So we put them through a, a survey and, and then ultimately uh, they write a primary aim. Step, step two is retirement and estate planning. Where am I? Do I have enough money? Are my counselors right? Advisors, legal people, accountants, et cetera. Number three is ownership transition options, where we're really getting into, um, am I selling it? Am I cash flowing it? Separating management from ownership. This is a really important point, by the way. Um, ownership and management are different. You can own a business without managing it. So this is where we untangle that emotional bond that says, if I own it, I must manage it. Manager. So really this this first stage and God pull, pulling back for one second, how we approach all of all of our planning activities here at Nolan Consultancy Group, we like to really break it down into digestible chunks so that there's a framework to how we're approaching things and how we're making decisions and how we're driving strategy. So this stage one of exploration and foundation, we are exploring your exit. We are looking at your retirement and estate planning, and we're looking at transition options. 
So we're getting, we're building the, the groundwork for then moving forward into stage two, which is? Yeah, which is um, the next chapter and transition. Um, so it's starting to move now. Um, by the way, all this is documented. In, it's, we have like 50 pages of worksheets and things. So your plan becomes um, pretty formal. Um, so, in, so in stage two, we're doing a pretty deep dive on the owner's next chapter, what I, I defined as the second mountain earlier. Um, and step two, we're making sure that there's a crisis plan in place. I can make an argument that the crisis plan should be done before any of this is done. Mm -hmm. um, but we we then um, we've already started talking about what the owner wants so they can maybe have a clearer picture of uh, who should be in what roles. So a crisis plan is if I suddenly die or if I suddenly can't work, who's going to run the company? I have a lot of there's a lot of payroll to meet. Do I want my spouse to be encumbered with the business? So where are my passwords? All those things. So that gets gets documented. And then the, um, the sixth step, which is um, the third part of stage two, is the management transition plan, which really untangles what skills you need to replace in your company. What is it that you as an owner or as a leader and only you do? And how are you going to replace that? Um, mm -hmm. So what roles do you need that you don't have? Can you develop people from within or do you need to hire from without? So that's stage two. So it's it's almost like step stage one and stage two are, are exploration and a lot of decision-making is happening with how you want to proceed. Stage three comes down to how do you share it, right? How do you, how do you actually implement it? Stage three is when you're, you're laying out the plan um, for the next, we'll call it six and a half years. <clears throat> so we've identified the skills that we need. So step seven, which is the first part of stage three, is the leadership development piece, where we're doing development plans for people on our team to start to get them to understand financials, to understand how to vision, to understand how to network, um, to understand to, to understand how to do things that maybe only you know how to do. Um, and then we're getting into the eighth step of um, this process, which is a governance program, the governance planning, meaning are we going to have an advisory council, a board of directors um, that we can make sure we protect the legacy. So often um, a leader leaves and they're worried that the new person in charge is the business is going to fall apart potentially. So you've one option that we've got is to put a board in place, a board, an outside board of experts um, uh, who have helped run businesses before uh, that can have oversight and make sure that um, the business is run appropriately. And so the new CEO um, generally reports into a board. And in some cases, the board can hire and fire the uh, CEO. You don't have to put a board in place, but it's a pretty cool option. And then um, step nine, which is the third step in stage three, mm -hmm. is the communication plan. Um, and that needs to be very intentional. 
because there's a lot of people watching the owner and you know what's he or she going to do what does that mean to me who's going to be in charge and so we want to get real intentional on the what you're going to say the when you're going to say it who you're going to say it to is it going to be one-on-ones so we document that that and when like in generally speaking that may happen you know a year to 18 months before you decide to step out Uh, so those are the nine steps uh in the three stages some big topics there some real big topics and you know as you said uh there is supporting material material around this um so folks who are going through the succession planning process um, in a program with Nolan Consulting Group are working through an extended workbook with a coach with defined planning activities, resources, exercises, and action items for implementation and accountability. Um, We also are rolling out in the next uh, couple of weeks, some information on our website that dives into this topic a little bit more and talks about, uh, you know, details of the program, how to get involved, what each stage means, and what you're really focusing on. Um, so we're excited to kind of really roll this forward. Uh, but I mean, Brian, so you've just laid out all of these these topics here. How how do you get started? Whether you are a new prospect, you've not worked with only consulting group, or you are an existing client, and maybe let's let's hit. Um, a new prospect first. So if you are if you are new to, to working with only consulting group and are interested in discovering and working through your succession planning process, how do you work with us? So uh, we, we have a six month program. Um, so we would say if you're inside of seven years, then let's get started. And um, over the six month process, we're going to document uh, all, all nine steps um, beginning with um the first couple calls, we are exploring your your exit exit through through this uh, questionnaire. And um, we are teasing out um, what what kind of money you want for your business, whether you want to um, sell it or just get out of the management piece of it. We're exploring the date you want to get at, um, the people you might want to leave it with. We're starting to explore your next passion. We're starting to explore what skills you and you, only you have. Um, we're sort of we're sort of diagnosing mm-hmm. uh, the situation. Maybe they have a buyer. Um, if they have kids, how old are their kids? Would their kids be ready? Maybe their kids can be an owner if they're in their twenties, but are they ready to be a leader? And uh, what's that that phase in between where we're, we're going to put a leader in charge who's not an owner? Um, so those, those are sort of the things that we're going through, uh, um, culminating in, um, the primary aim, um, in these first several phone calls. For those of you who have worked with us, you know how much we love a primary aim. Mal, you and I have done a primary aim before. You have. uh, I've learned a lot about you in your primary (laughs) aim, uh, uh, it's a you pick a day, uh, a date certain five years out, and you write down what's happening in your life, what a day looks like, as if you're living that day now. Um, we have several questions that we ask you, and that's when the owner who is thinking about about succession is starting to see themselves in another world. 
not not sort of anchored down by the business. That's the first phase. I, I got to take a step back and make sure everybody knows succession is 75% emotional. Oof, totally. It you is watch, so If you emotional. watch the HBO uh, show Succession, you know it is maybe even more <laughs> emotional. Well, we, we certainly hope to, to do it better than they have. Yes. Help people yes. through where this where the the you know the kids are fighting for uh whatever they're fighting for that day. <laughs> right. It changes on the day. It changes yeah, very much on yeah. the day. But they all they're all fighting for their dad's I uh, I guess appreciation and recognition. Right. And then somewhat money and uh all those things. So that first phase, first step um in in uh, stage one is such a great foundation for us to then move from. Right. So over over that six months, there are scheduled and a framework of calls that you are working through with your coach, working through these stages. Yep. And uh, there is then there will be kind of assigned tasks and work to do for that business owner, such as, you know, step two of stage one, that retirement and estate planning, making sure that you have the right legal or right professionals in place to from from an accountant to attorneys to make sure that you're some you have things in order. Uh, but the goal being get through those six months with an within an action plan um, with knowing the framework of how you're going to proceed forward. We then can continue rolling into um, a continued coaching relationship to help with the implementation of that because it what you create in six months then actually has to happen, right? That's right. That's right. And uh we we want a formal plan and then as coaches to help uh, execute. Um, but but the, you know, the key is it takes six months because this this takes, as I said, it's emotional. Therefore, a lot of times they're doing self-discovery of what they even think and working with their coach, the coach is going to, you know, ping pong ideas off of them. Um, and, and sometimes how it ends is not how they thought it was going to end. It, mm -hmm. it, it changes because maybe, um, maybe like, for instance, they say, well, I think Joe would want to take over the business. I think Joe's the right person. And then we would say something like, have you done a development plan with Joe? Has Joe done a primary aim? Do we really know what Joe wants? Um, mm -hmm. And they may come back and they may say, you know, I was just talking with Joe about his future and uh, he has no interest in becoming a business owner or business leader. Oh, that's what we, that's what we call a major redirect. <laughs> that's a redirect. Um, yeah. So you start socializing some things with, in, in safe situations, like not like I'm leaving next month because you want the business, but you know, I'm thinking Joe in seven years, I'll be making an exit. Is this something, you know, where do you see yourself? Well, me and my wife were thinking about moving to Florida or like, Oh, and, and Oh, don't, don't worry. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, great. But so you really start to tease these things out to get, to get, as I said, out of the hallway and a little more certainty. And like any coaching relationship that we have established with clients, I mean, the role of the coach here is to help you help one, bring things to the table that you maybe not have thought of, help to tease out and kind of peel back some emotions or recommend some conversations that have to be had. I mean, I look at it as this is a daunting next 
chapter that you are planning, the the process is daunting um, if you don't know kind of the framework for how to approach it. And like you have built a high performing team for your organization, create a team to help you build your succession plan, right? Totally. totally. Why, why do it alone? There's no, there's no need to do this alone. So if you are interested as someone who, if you're not currently working with us, um, like I said, we do have a six-month program that runs through the succession planning process um, that then can roll into continuous coaching. And um, please reach out and uh, connect, and I will yeah. um, be sure to exp- ex- you know expand on this more. Brian, if you, we if it's an existing client, so an existing client currently listening to this to this podcast and this conversation is in that that phase of life where they're starting to think about you know what what succession looks like. How would we? How are we, are we working with them there? Yeah, so we're now suggesting that um, we give them a second coach um, because it, it it's a whole new uh, approach and window. And um, so, for instance, Jim Bradley uh, is a, is our um, probably most trained uh, succession planning coach. So uh, we would add on on. Uh, a program to help you through that process. Um, you know, interesting. <clears throat> when I did this with um, the Built to Last group, um, most of the members in that mastermind group, uh, they see themselves exiting in anywhere from two to a seven years, and putting a general manager in place, and not selling the business. Interesting. Uh, uh, may, now, maybe in five or six years, they'll be at the point where they're starting to think about that. But the first step in their life is to untangle the management piece, maintain an ownership piece. Some of them are putting advisory boards in place to have oversight. Um, so then they can enjoy their second mountain, still realizing um the profits and distributions of the business um, with good governance and oversight. Um, And in the process, they may find a buyer. Um, There's a couple of them that are looking to sell to their kids. I say sell, combination of gift and sell, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, sell over a 10-year period where it's owner-financed, particularly. And then if there's a board in place, then you feel pretty good that, there'll be funds available to pay you. Um, I do want to hit the um, this, this really important step of estate planning. Because um, I, I, I've been doing this now for about a decade. I, I have a, a finance coach for my personal wealth. Um, and um, he works with me on a cash flow planner that looks at how much money I'm going to have when I'm 62. And we have uh, all kinds of options. We meet once a quarter over Zoom. Uh, and uh, and so that's been super helpful. I, I moved to him about a decade ago, Chris Camburn. It's, that's helped me um, have security over the future. Um, but also, uh, you want to make sure you, you do a financial, I'm sorry, a, a whole advisor check is your accountant the one that can help um, shepherd you to the end if you want to sell your business? Do you have a lawyer that can help with all of your estate needs? Um, so that's that's a pretty important step to secure your counsel, secure your advisors. 
um, that they then can help you through this ownership versus management uh, decision of should I sell it uh, or should I own it and have someone else run it? Yeah, I guess after, so, you know, we've moved into discussing here a little bit further about stage one. So when you've explored your exit, when you've gone, you've teased out a little bit what it is that you want to do with this extra time that you are going to now have, what are you passionate about? How are you going to, what's your day going to look like, right? This is, this is the defining of grabbing onto something else so you can let go of the day-to-day operations of the business. Um, And now you just mentioned this, this for state and, and this uh, retirement and estate planning. Okay, this is what I want to do. Do I have the funds to do all these things? Right. Yep. This is where where the dream meets reality a little bit. And then, how do we use in this step three? How do we use the business to help meet meet and meet the dream? Totally, totally. <clears throat> you know, so you start with a personal balance sheet, and then um, how much how much more do I need? Uh, we had one member that we did this through and he had a, he had made some assumptions about how much money the business needed to pay him over the, over the next seven years. And um, it turned out that the business wasn't going to be able to pay him that much. So he had to make some changes. Do I need to, to build the business bigger so that it can pay me that much? So it, it's how has the business been developed to serve me? in my last chapter. It's interesting. I had the privilege to sit in on several of those uh, built to last mastermind calls through this process that you were working them through. And it seemed to go from folks not really having an, not really not being sure what they wanted to do. Then you really working with them through this kind of this set of activities and, and, and thoughtfulness, and then seeing some of them actually share their their plan and there there was some excitement around oh, as they were sharing oh yeah. Oh yeah. that you could see the relief coming off of their shoulders a little bit like like they were they were excited now about what what was coming because Un- they uncertainty they, stinks yeah yeah oh yeah uncertainty stinks and they and so now they they're getting it out of their head on paper and sharing it with with some peers who were challenging them and supporting them and it it, it it helped them uh, provide clarity, and I, I can tell you the um, the the sense of peace that you also get as an owner once you do this, because um, as I said, you're so wrapped up in your business, and you don't know how you're going to untangle, like untangle the fishing line. This is just like right. you got to untangle this thing, and it takes seven years to untangle. Yeah, un- <laughs> untangle it. So. It's really good stuff. It, yeah, it was. It's been fun to to kind of watch that. Uh, just like their eyes open up to the the potential of of what could be, and uh, it doesn't have to be so scary, right? Yeah. And what you said, the the sharing of it with their peers, oftentimes once you once you share something, once you put it out in the world, and others hear it, there's an accountability to that. People now hear what you're planning to do and will likely follow up and ask questions about it. So if you're not, if you feel like you want to do something, share it with somebody yeah. and, and put it out there because once it's out there, it, if it, it's real. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, we need to do a, a, a shout out here to uh, Kevin Nolan, my brother, your uncle, 
um, who has been, uh, well, I guess, as you'd expect, as as intentional about his succession mm-hmm. as in anything he does. He's a he's a supremely goal focused individual, and um, he has put together um, a very clear succession plan. He's put a president in place. Um, he is starting to uh, disappear a little more, which is important because it's hard when you have a strong personality and you're in the building. Uh, people sort of succeed to you, like. But you fall back not, to your normal routine. That's right. Um, he's working on his second mountain, which is he's writing. His book comes out um, in the next, uh, I, I guess, six months, called "Organizational Muscle." Um, he's traveling a lot. He's traveling a lot. He's been a, a month in Australia and New Zealand this winter. Um, so, and so he's doing it in a very intentional way and it's written down and, uh, he and I would say, if it's not written down, you don't, it's not real, right. uh, you don't own it. And if you don't share it, uh, you haven't emotionally accepted it. Um, and so, which is why the primary aim can be so scary for folks because, they're not sure what they should be like what they what they think that they want to do should be written down on paper because then it means it's real. Yeah. Uh, but there is power to that. So it, it all falls back to this, whether you are working with us from the onset in our business planning program and starting off with coaching, or you are coming to us working with us for for succession reasons. We start with similar activities because it's it's about what you want. It's about the vision for your future, yeah. right? Uh- Absolutely. And I, 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 uh, parallel to a boat in the water being tossed about by the waves, um, not sure where it's going to go, uh, versus having a boat that's got, has got direction and, and it's got an engine and really taking control of your world. Um, anxiety comes from, uh, the feeling of not having control. And this, this, uh, what we call the SPP, the succession planning process, really helps to remove the anxiety right. of your last chapter. Um, and uh, I can tell you um, the piece. I, I've been doing this. I mean, I've I've worked with a, a coach, and I've got um, a uh, it's a long term succession plan. I'm I'm ten years out, folks. I I love <laughs> what I do. I know I'm sixty, but I feel like I've got so much more to give and I love it and I have autonomy and I have my kids in my business. And it's, why would I want to leave now? I travel. A lot of my clients are, are my friends. So um, I'm a decade from removal. So in three years, I'm going to start taking it a little more seriously. But every now and then, Catherine asks me, are you ready to start talking about succession? Don't ask me. I'm not <laughs> ready yet. I'm not leaving in three years. And something tells me, even when that 10 years comes, you'll, you'll still have your foot in the door in some way, because you, you love to coach, you love working with people, you love helping people. So maybe you don't have clients at that point in time, but you'll be, I'm sure you'll be moonlighting on certain calls and giving advice. You, you, we won't be able to get rid of you that easily. That's for sure. That's for Um, sure. But, but we are setting up the, uh, company, um, Right now, so many decisions are made without me. So we're setting it up that in a way that will make succession easier. So that's maybe a recommendation to 
some of our younger business owners out there is even if this is not in a this this topic is not something that you have on your radar quite yet. Um, one, we would say crisis plan regardless because your family's impacted by your business, your employees are impacted by your business, and so there's got to be a plan should something unfortunately happen to you. Um, but the second thing is setting up your business so that decisions are not necessarily on your shoulders, right? Yeah, yeah, that's huge. It's hard. It's hard to let go of decision making. It's easier to do it, it when you're the younger you are and the more you practice it versus 20 years from now when you've gone 20 plus years in a business where you've not let other people make decisions. Well, then it's going to get really hard when you start planning the, your, for your succession and that letting go is even trickier. That is a really good place to begin, Miles. So certainly crisis plan, and we have a template for that, but then the uh, decision-making matrix. Mm -hmm. So, um, which is essentially you list out every possible decision, 30 or 40 decisions, everything from hiring people and firing people to what, you know, branding questions and um, whose, whose decision is it? And um, the key is to remove the owner's name as many times as you can over time. Make um, it a game. And make, yeah, and make it a game. And uh, so. I want to hit really briefly um, uh, just a couple more thought-provoking questions as a, as a part of step three of this first stage. And step three is the ownership transition options. Right. So let's bring it back. Stage one of this entire process is expiration and foundation. Yeah. We've talked here about what it looks like to explore your exit and, and writing your next primary aim. You've talked about the importance of establishing, you know, your retirement plan and working with professionals. But this this next this next step, this ownership transition transition, what are the thought-provoking questions <clears throat> we would be asking or covering with um, a business owner going through this process? So um, you know, the first question is have I been doing this so long that I just want to be done completely? And um, I, I don't, cause if you, if you're an owner, you still have legal liability for, for things. So sometimes people just say, no, no, I just want to sell the whole business. I want to prepare it to sell it. Um, or no, I'm, I, I want to continue to have some say in it. I actually want to have a role in it after I retire. Like, like you suggested about me. I want to be there for wisdom. Um, I may want to speak at grand summits. Um, uh, I may, um, if, if it's a contracting business, I may still want to maintain large relationships with property managers or whoever they are. Um, then the other question is, do I even have someone internally who, who would want to buy it? And then how would they fund it? Um, can I start saving an escrow account now for them? I have, I have clients doing this. I'm gonna put away money every year for them and it's to be used for the purposes of buying the business in 10 years or, or in seven years. Um, is there an outside buyer? If you're in Summit, you, know, you have the opportunity potentially to sell your business to another Summit member. That's kind of cool. Um, or our private equity companies, uh, buying businesses. Some are these days. Um, so is that even a possibility? What's the value of my business? So in this stage, we're, we're going to do a evaluation so you know how much your business is worth. And then also, 
what would I need to put in place to make it worth more? Um, and um, not a shocker here, but uh, the less a business depends upon the owner, the more it's worth. And uh, so get back to that uh, decision matrix. And, uh, you know, do I have, um, you know, several salespeople that are selling it or is the owner doing a lot of the sales? If you're doing a lot of the sales in your own business, uh, that's going to be tough to sell to uh, someone else. Um, a, an outside buyer is going to really want a key and what we'll call kind of a, a franchise prototype where there's an operations manual, there's an organizational structure, I have leaders in each area. Um, so there's a lot involved in there. I just said a lot. Uh, no, but it, that we you, you did, but about. it what it shows to me is why we are doing what we are doing from the from the business coaching angle because we our our coaches are working with business owners to to build businesses of value. Yeah. So that when you get to this point someday that there is you, you have options. Holy, that's that's the option. That's the key is to have options, uh, have autonomy, don't feel like a slave to your business. And this this business valuation piece, um, you can hire an accounting firm who will do one for you for $10,000. Um, you can hire us, and I have to ask Andrew, but we'll probably have because you're working with us already. Or you could just get started by the business valuation workbook that we have. And uh, the beauty of it is, is action plans come out of it. So you get a score and your score then equates to a multiple of cash flow. That's a of of um, or, or multiple of EBITDA earnings before interest and taxes, depreciation, amortization, and um, so the higher the score, uh, the more the more the multiple of that number. Um, you know, can I get up to three or four times cash flow? Um, and uh, that that's key. Um, and then what are my action items that I need to work on? Like, do, do I have an operations manual? Are things written right. down? If I hire a customer service rep to answer the phone, is there a script that he or she uses? You know, do I, everything should be written down. So just for, for the sake of clarity, just want to confirm. So the business valuation workbook is a part of the succession planning process that That's is built, right. that is built in through one of the activities and working with a coach. If you wanted to do a formal business valuation, um, that is something that Nolan Consulting Group can provide. Uh, Andrew Amrine, our senior business coach, is certified to do business right. valuation. So yeah. just for, for a point of clarity, kind of whatever direction you prefer, we can offer that. Um, Brian, there's a whole lot more we can, you know, we will dive into with stage two and stage three um, of this planning process. I think just from this conversation, it's clear uh, there is so much reason for it. Uh, we are very passionate about it um, as a result of the coaching that we do at the onset and just, you know, helping companies build the business, really working with individuals to understand the whole person, right? Yeah. When we are coaching, you are not just having a conversation about the business. You're understanding where the business owner is at personally. Oh yeah. So this is an intentional thought of moving forward that we are very, very passionate about. The, the business coaches here are very 
genuine in, in their relationships with the clients that they work with. So if you are in a place of life where you are thinking about what the next chapter looks like, what the next mountain looks like, we encourage you to reach out. Uh, we'd love to have our conversation and talk to you about you know what what this might look like for you and how we could we could work together. Um, and if you're an existing client, talk to your existing coach, and you know let's let's move that conversation forward about whether or not this is an additional item that you'd like to to be adding to to your your coaching doc, docket per se. Um, Brian, any last words that you'd like to add? Before, you know, <clears throat> as we've introduced this new kind of program yeah, to, to the world. Doors open and close. The trick is to stay out of the hallway. Uh, so let's get out of the hallway and let's get, get certainty. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Until next time, Brian, thank you so much. Thank you, Mom. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.